So if you're watching or you're listening, congratulations because you made it another week. <laughs> that is awesome. We're so glad to be back before you again. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Share Motivation Podcast, where you can stay updated on all of our weekly episodes. We don't want you to miss a beat. That's right. So with that being said, what are we going to get into yeah, so let's see. We For a brief recap, we've talked about relationships. We've talked about some dating tips. we talked about wellness, um, health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think we, we've covered a wide variety of topics. But nonetheless, I want to, you know, talk more about the social components, some things that we do or have been doing out and about locally. Um, at, when we started this podcast, Delina and I said we would be out and about and the 757 and we've been doing that um while not together i know we haven't been doing it we're gonna get better at that yeah so uh (laughs) we we both are very social uh individuals and uh, delina is doing some things on her on her own i'm doing some things on my own so this past weekend was homecoming weekend here in the 757 so i was able to get out and enjoy some of those festivities that's um the great uh, College of Norfolk State and the Great College of Hampton University, where I am fortunate enough to have several friends to have attended and graduated. Oh yeah, did you do some tailgating and all? That um, stuff? we went through the tailgating. It was a little bit congested and it was a lot going on. Um, but it was interesting, interesting to see. And um, you know, at the tailgate, there is no lack of excitement. Okay, because like, I never been tailgating. Mm-hmm. So, for the people like me that's never been, yeah. Give us a summary of what it is and what to expect, because I've never been. So, like you have, you know, it has sororities and fraternities. They're out there. You know, you get with your graduating class, and y'all kind of set up, and y'all are kind of huddled together. Some people have individual speakers. They have DJs, and they have different things going on. The day kicks off with the parade, um, and then they have the game, and... It's just a lot going on. Like it's just like an outdoor festival. They have vendors there, so you can get food, you can get drinks, um, you can get merchandise. You know your your logo, personalized paraphernalia, and things like that for um, whatever college it is. So I attended the festivities at Hampton University, but a couple of my friends did start their day at Norfolk State. And then um, navigated back over to this side, which, you know, they said Nova State had it popping over there. And then um, Hampton University had it popping over here. But just the fact that it's a tunnel between the two, that's the part that just deters me. Like, I got to pick which one it's going to be. And if it was going to be Nova State, I would have had to be Nova State 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. The traffic is is Mm -hmm. crazy. Um, Well, we took a small intermission because... Um, I was traveling with work. I did go to St. Louis. I participated in um, a Habitat for Humanity build. Some people caught it on my story. That was exciting to, you know, to put um, a new home in the community. We didn't get it completely built, but we got two walls up. So that was fun. Never did it before, um, but it was exciting Mm -hmm. for a young man named Brandon and his two kids. So Brandon out there in St. Louis, 
I hope when the rest of the walls come up and the house is done, I hope you enjoy it for you and your beautiful girls. But speaking of other festivities, last night, while you was tailgating, which we'll get back more about the (laughs) tail that you were gating. Right. (laughs) That was a wicked laugh, right? Right. (laughs) Mm. You had to be there. She was tail. Mm. Okay, I like that. Um, I went to go see Cat Williams in the traffic. Was yeah, I left the house an hour and a half before the concert, mm, and all know. you tailgaters or people trying to get there because it's on the way. Um, yeah, it was, it was the traffic was at a standstill for a little over like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. but nonetheless made it. It was a good show. Little Mo was there, Mark Curry. Um, it's another comedian that I used to watch on Comic View way back in the day, mm-hmm. he had a lot of opening acts. But um, it was a good show. It was a good show. I remember Cat Williams being more funnier the first time I seen him. Mm-hmm. This time around, he, he it was funny. I would go see him again, like maybe if he came with like some other comedians. I don't know if I would go see like him by himself again. Right. But he was funny. Well, the world I've has seen changed. him twice. Well, the you world know. has changed with comedy. They try to censor you a lot now. So, you know, he mm-hmm. has to be mindful of things that he's going to say and the people that they could affect. So, so when you see something that's kind of watered down and, you know, they're not as vulgar as they mm-hmm. once were, they're probably being censored. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. That's why I couldn't be mm-hmm. a comedian because yeah. I've been and got all kind of fines and all that jazz. <laughs> but, Tina, what you been doing? You got some things going on that's good, too. You got... Hold up. It's it's a book, mm-hmm. which I still need to get my copy. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about it, but I'm going to get it. Just keep running from me, but I'm going to get it. <laughs> just bring it to me and so I can just put the money in your hand right. or something. Like, like, pay it down. So I can just, yeah, because I <laughs> I want to get it. I just always forget. But nonetheless, the magazine. Mm-hmm. The Power Magazine. Yeah, so give us a snippet about each. Okay, so um, the main three things that are going on in my life right now is words of wisdom for the heart and soul, lessons, insights, and guidance. So that's on, we're on volume three of that now. So volume one and volume two have already been finished, and they are Amazon bestsellers. Now we're waiting on volume three to be printed, and then I actually have that in my hand. But it's finalized. It's at the publisher's, well, editor, and then it goes to publishing. Okay. Um, so that should be out you know, before the end of 2023 for sure. Um, but we're, we're leaning more towards between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Okay. So is that like a compilation of just like motivational things? Yeah. So it's, um, it's what's considered anthology. So it's a a literary work of women telling their stories. Um, and they kind of, they don't tell you what to write about, but you know, if they say motivation then you tell of a time where, you know, you had to regain your strength and you had to get motivated again and or you know overcoming or you know a difficult time that you went through whatever the subject matter is you kind of have to stay within those guidelines um and so i've been fortunate to like i said be on volume one and volume two now volume three is coming out now with the power magazine that is a hundred women um all throughout the local area hampton rose uh north carolina georgia and florida i Mm want to say uh, most of the participants came from and same Senses, uh, women telling their stories of overcoming, whether in business, whether in their personal life, or you know whatever you know, af- life after a divorce, life after losing a child, life after losing a job, whatever the case may be. Um, so most of the things that I do are encouraging, motivating things, just to you mm. know, just to name a few. Okay. 
And then the third thing is the Sheer Motivation Podcast, which I do with my lovely co-host, Delina, and I absolutely enjoy it. So those are the three things that I'm constantly promoting and encouraging people to follow and stay brisk on. Yeah, because we're always trying to find ways to encourage. Sometimes I need my own dose (laughs) of encouragement. (laughs) But nonetheless, we're always trying to find ways to encourage people, to encourage you guys, keep pushing. So if people want to get the magazine, how do they find it? Um, so the magazine, you would have to uh, contact me directly, which um, my Instagram is at author underscore Shantina Garris. Um, so, and it's also Shantina Garris on Facebook as well. You can just inbox me there if you're interested uh, in the magazine or the book. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I like that. You got yeah. lots of good things going on. Well, thank you. And thank you for, you know, showcasing it here yeah. on the podcast. Um, you know, I appreciate you so much for all your support. Delena is such a great motivator you know she always tells me you look so nice i love your hair and things like that and in friendship i mean you know you need that you, you need do, that. i yeah. mean no matter how fine and fly and you think you got it going on but just to hear it from somebody else that means you're you're seen i see you yeah. i see you i appreciate you and i hope that i give you a tidbit of encouragement yes. back your way encouragement and laughter yeah yeah i can always no matter what I'm thinking about, if I'm feeling like in the funk, I can always count <laughs> that I'm going to come out of the conversation with some sort of laugh or something that's going to, you know, pick me up. So I, I love that. I absolutely love it. So Delina, mm-hmm. you, so the show last night, now, can you tell us how the show originated? Like, mm. did you just like look on the internet and say tonight would be a great night to just go see Cat Williams? Another thing I can always count on is you to be a little messy. Messy. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, someone, someone, um, I actually was in conversation with someone that's, that's special to me, mm-hmm. you know, and I had mentioned Cat Williams and he was like, oh, we should go. So I was like, oh, Okay. So he found the tickets, and we did that. We went, um, and I had a good time. I had a good time. He was on time. Ooh. Um, Go ahead, help him out. Help him out. Oh yes. The key components. Okay, fellas, you got to be on time. Be on time. You know, I know this this particular episode ain't about dating, but I'm gonna give you some golden <laughs> nuggets. Got to be on time. Um, he had asked me prior, like, do you want anything to drink? You know, he made sure that I had my beverage of choice mm-hmm. there, you know, which I thought was really sweet. We stopped by the store. I got me some snacks for the ride over because I knew we was going to be stuck behind all the tailgaters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we got over there on time. We got in our The show started at 8. I think we got to our seats at like 8.08. Oh, that's still good. Yeah, and I think they were just getting ready to start. So, um but yeah, and after that, we grabbed something to eat. We had a good time. We laughed. Um, some of the jokes had us laughing and joking on each other. You mm-hmm. know, we were spinning it on each other. We had a really good time. I enjoyed myself. I'm glad I went. That is awesome. And you deserve that. You deserve to be treated well. Thank you. Um, you deserve to have some take the mommy hat off and put it down and just be Delina. Yeah. Speaking of the mommy hat, I've been really asking. Throw it on the ground. i've been asking myself this week like am i doing enough like am i kid because kids would drain Hmm. kids will really drain so i've been asking myself like am i doing enough am i checking in with them to see if they're okay if you know they need my insight on something my oldest say i don't i don't really call her enough but then 
when I call her, she don't really want to talk. So I'm torn between the two. Right. But, um, well, I know we, you know, we have our oldest kids are in the same ballpark, Mm -hmm. 20 and 21 or whatever. But I know like, I just interject myself. Like it probably irritates my son to no end. But, you know, how's your day? Like, and mm-hmm. even if you don't want to talk, they don't stop the questions. Like, mm-hmm. oh, so how are you feeling today? So what are you doing a little bit later? Who are you going with? Like, mm-hmm. and he's just like. So I wonder, is it different raising a boy in terms of like being in their business and how you communicate and how you talk to them and the questions you ask? What's off limits when they hit a certain age? Right. And it's totally different. You know, of course, being a mother raising a boy as opposed to a man raising a boy uh, or a dad raising a boy. It is uh, it's very different. You know, it's very mm-hmm. different. Um, and we still have to teach our boys how to be soft, um, how to be in tune with their emotions, how to use their words, um, you know, to, to voice their concerns and things like that. So, um, yeah, I'm quite sure it's different. So is it harder to deal with Amarion or... Sienna. It's equally hard. If I ain't gonna incriminate <laughs> myself was a person. Yeah. No, but I'm saying it's different. It's different. We we said it before. You have th- I, we have three kids. So three kids, three different personalities. They have they have things that they enjoy doing, things that they mm-hmm. don't enjoy doing. You got one that's neat, one that's not neat. Um, you know, one that's, you know, Johnny on the spot. If you tell them to do something, they do it right then. Then you got the other one that's, it take them a day or two to get it together. So you have to just learn the child. You just have mm-hmm. to learn them and try to love them through it the best way that you can. You would want them all to be the same, but we want the, the world to be the same. And that's not the way it works. But once you learn your child's strong points and the points that they need to more guidance and more nurturing on, then just be available for that. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with it. So this week has been a week like that for me. Just mm-hmm. wondering, am I giving them enough? Am I not giving them what they need? Am I giving them too much? You know, am I doing enough? Right. That's- and I can understand how that could, you know, be trying. I know it's been different times with each child where I just felt like, ooh, you know, not failure. I wouldn't use the term failure, but I would definitely feel like I was being defeated. Like if this was a battle... Mm-hmm. I was clearly losing. Yeah, I look back now when my mom, my mother is not here, God rest her soul. Mm-hmm. But when she raised me, I look back now and realize like how ungrateful I was mm-hmm. for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I really, there are times where I replay conversations I had with her and I'd be like, dang, I really feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. You know, because... Because one thing about parenthood is you'll definitely make a whole lot of sacrifices. Yeah. There's in this no guarantee you even going to recoup. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, I mean, you turn down job opportunities. You only work certain hours. You know, it's a lot of sacrifice, you know. So, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm having one of those weeks where I'm trying to motivate myself to just keep putting one foot in front of the other. So if you have kids and you're out there and you're listening, you know, if they're alive, if you're in their world every day, if you're taking those the time to get down in their world and check in with them, you know, making special memories, having conversations, whatever it is. Hey, that's, that's something. That is something. So that keep is something. going. 
<laughs> I mean, and even absentee parents or parents that aren't the primary caregiver for children, you know, take something from this as well. You know, it might look easy for the custodial parent, but it's not easy. And there are a lot of components that outsiders wouldn't factor into it. I mean, the, the food choices, you know, did they get their proper rest? You know, are all facilities at the household working? You know, do they have access to Wi-Fi? Like, you just thinking about clothes and shoes. Like, if that's all the child needed, half the kids would be great, but that's not all they need. Like, they need structure. They need someone that's definitely, um, most of the time, motivating them and encouraging them and uplifting them and speaking life into them. Because you're at a young age, you're cultivating them to grow up and, and be an adult one day. So don't leave it to the other parent to bear the whole entire weight of everything because that's not how it's designed to work. You know, you went half on a baby. Let's go half on some of these responsibilities. Right that surround the child yes so check in this week ask myself ask yourself am i doing enough have i taken a moment to get down in their world is it a need that i can meet whether it's a physical or emotional need am i pouring something into them that i didn't pour before or i haven't poured in a while am i spending time with them you know so those are the check-in points that i have been doing this week so hopefully i've motivated you to check in as well Yes, definitely share motivation podcast. We understand it from all different areas, and Delina and I spend so much time talking about it. Um, you know, she had concerns, and she's like, "Well, how, how am I wrong? Am I wrong?" And that's very important that when you have something, you don't just look at it one way. That you are able to look at it from different angles, and you know, unpack, just unpack that thing. Because sometimes we are operating out of solely emotion mm -hmm. and we don't understand that three days, five days, a month from now, this could really be blowed out of the water. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because we just are so gung-ho and doing something right then, right now to, you know, change the change it. And we could be actually ruining it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. patience is a virtue. Yeah, it is. I always ask God to teach me patience, right? And then I started thinking about it because God has humor. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know, let me be what I have learned in my in my relationship with him. It's every day. It's, it's a new work in progress because, as I said before, I'm not perfect mm -hmm. and I know I never be. But one of the I said, Lord, teach me patience without hurt, harm or destruction, because I don't want you to have to take something away from me. Right. So that I can finally learn patience. You know, teach it to me without her harm or destruction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. that's a that's important. That's a powerful prayer right there. Yeah, that is, that's a powerful <laughs> prayer. And um, you know, I I know with my children, um, you know, like I said, with growing up without my mom, um, when I started going to therapy and like really trying to figure out like what were my reservations, you know, with life, with mm -hmm. you know, because I never, and this isn't a secret, I never wanted children. Like, I never wanted children because I didn't have that initial foundation with, like, a traditional household with having a mother and father in the household. I was raised by my great-grandmother. So being raised by her, it was a, not, a non-traditional household. You know, you, you've been raised by one single woman. She's older. You know, so her, her rules were different, you know, with, with the structure. Yeah, the discipline. grandma don't play. She don't play, you know. And, 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 and. and <laughs> 
I mean, I can say that that helped me a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because you had your bedtime, you had your chores, your days to do certain things. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have to tomorrow to do them. Right. If, if today so, was the day to do them, you did them today. So what is, okay, so I tell you me, one of the biggest struggles that I have had with parenting that I, I would like to think that I'm getting better. But if you ask that oldest child, I... I don't even know. One day we're going to get the kids up here. We're going to get the oldest children up here. And we're going to do a, a, a round table discussion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so I wasn't always like really affectionate with um, my children. Now I would like to think that I am. Like I would like to think that I kiss up on them and love up on them. You know, you know, very often with the oldest one, don't don't we don't live in the same house. But when I see her. You know, but my mom wasn't that type of mother to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like she didn't, you know. So I try, I have been trying to be more conscious of it. And also that whole thing, because growing up, you know, in in my household, it was like, I'm going to do as I say and not as I do. Mm. You ain't give no lip. It wasn't, you know, because people say, oh, well, your mom is white. I mean, I'm sure you got away with whatever you want now. (laughs) <laughs> That's not how that worked Because she had a whole bunch of black friends mm-hmm. <laughs> And they schooled her mm-hmm. No, But my mother ruled with an iron fist mm-hmm. So in my parenting approach I have Now I can go there mm-hmm. I can go there with the fist But I try To not have As much of an iron fist And allow them to express themselves Depending on the topic and na- the nature of the topic mm-hmm. and depending on what stage in the game we are and in relation to their age and things like that. Right. So, um, for example, the boundaries is a little different with my oldest as opposed to my nine year old, mm-hmm. you know, but as far as being affectionate and having boundaries with communication and feedback with my children, I feel like those have been the two biggest hurdles. Mm hmm. What would you say as a parent has been your biggest hurdle? Um, I mean, I think I give a lot. You know, they, they might say differently. But, like, when my kids ask for something, I go to, like, the end of the earth to try to make it happen. Now, it might not happen today, but, like, as soon as they say it, I'm like, Huh, I got to start working on that. That might be an extra day at work. That might be Uber, Instacart. That might mm-hmm. be whatever. But I'm going to try to make it happen. But I sometimes I give it prematurely, and then they feel like they don't have to do anything to receive it. Like, mm-hmm. I asked for it, and I got it, and now I don't have to do, any, I don't have to do anything else. Mm-hmm. And so um, with my two oldest, you know, I feel like I've given and done and, you know, whatever. So then my youngest... Because of, like, her behavior and different things, I can't reward her, like, how I want to reward her. And she looks at it like, well, they get, they do, they have. But I give and I do, and I've learned from giving and doing prematurely and when the the behavior doesn't warrant me rewarding you. Like, right. you, you've done none of the things that I've asked you to do, but mm-hmm. you want an, a reward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people say, well, you give them something to get something. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't quite the way that I was raised. You do what you're supposed to do. You do you do what's required of you. And then you receive some. And then, you know, if you have a track record of doing, you'll receive more mm-hmm. and more and more. And then you'll just, you know, your request will, will just be granted, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, with that being said, like I teach my son all the time. My goal as a parent 
is to prepare you for the real world. Mm-hmm. Hands down, for all my children, I'm preparing you for the real world. If I get up and go outside and decide I'm driving my vehicle and there's somebody crossing the street and I'm like, well, why are you crossing the street? I don't want to slow you. I don't want to slow down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ride right over you. There's consequences. Oh, yeah. So I teach my children for every action, there's a reaction. So if you can't get it together at this age, it'll hap- it'll follow you through your adult life. Mm-hmm. And so what happens in your adult life is you no longer get a slap on the wrist. You don't get your TV and your phone taken away for a week. You go to jail. Mm-hmm. So either you get it now on this level while I'm giving it to you, or perhaps there will be a person in a black robe that has the power to decide your fate. Correct. And I don't know. That's too much power to give somebody else in terms of what I'm going to eat. Mm-hmm. How long I'm going to be standing in a five by seven. What I'm, what I'm going to wear. <laughs> Orange is a nice fall color, but not really the whole <laughs> jumpsuit. It's not really the vibe I'm going for. Right. And I don't really care to be around a whole cell block of women, you know, indefinitely. So the way my life is set up, I tell my kids all the time, either you get it at this level or when you go out to the real world, the real world will chew you up and spit you out. And they don't care. They do not care. You know, it's nothing before me and Tina were working together. I worked in the courthouse, so I seen it. It was nothing for judges to send juveniles far out, four, five, six hours away. They purposely do that so your family can't see you. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so, and then they feel like that's a last resort. If we segregate you from everybody that's important to you, maybe you'll go way out there and you'll finally turn on a light bulb. And mm-hmm. so what I try to teach my son, and, you know, I, I'm having these conversations with my nine-year-old. It's like either you get it together at this level, because if you can't learn to listen, mm-hmm. there is people, a whole group of people <laughs> who make money mm-hmm. off of the fact that you can't follow directions. Mm-hmm. So you got a probation officer, you got a bondsman or a bondswoman, you got a judge, you got an attorney, you got... People that work inside the jail to do court security, that, you know, deputy, they make money off the fact that you can't listen and follow directions. I don't want nobody making money off of me. Right. I need to make money off of me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I try to teach my son. So, yes, those are the things that I've been pouring into the kids this week. Well, the middle one, but the oldest one, I'm just trying to get her to love on me a little bit. But we'll see how it goes next episode. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we did talk previously about setting boundaries in another episode. Mm -hmm. And what I learned is, you know, even with your kids, sometimes you have to pour into them and then set boundaries and set things up in place so that it can encourage them and motivate them to do the right thing. Right, right. And you, you, I tell you all the time, you have a wonderful daughter. She's doing great things. You know, she's currently enrolled in college and she is our creative director for the mm-hmm. podcast. So she does a lot of work behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. She also has her own digital things going on, her mm-hmm. own uh, YouTube and Instagram and different things that she's managing. Yeah, very so, smart girl. I'm proud of her. So she could be doing a whole bunch stuff. of other things. Yeah. So as a young lady that's doing all of those things, um, you know, she could... She could get busy. She could be busy. She could, um, she could, you know, be bombarded with stuff. She still needs adequate rest. She is in a fairly new relationship, so she has to give time and attention to that. Um, and then, you know, I would just say let her fly. You know, yeah. let her always have the door open that she can pull up. 
but then just let her fly because if you've done the the good things as a parent, you've implemented, you know, good hygiene, responsible, you know, you told her how to care for herself, how to care for her surroundings and different things like that, then there's just time to just sit back and, and watch her do it. And that's it. And that doesn't require, you know, staying on the phone like, well, did you clean your room? Did you do your right. laundry? Uh, what did you eat today? Like, after you get them to a certain age, it's baby. If I ain't taught you nothing else in 18, 20 years of living, then I don't know what to tell you. Right. I got to let you fly. Right. So, switching gears a little bit. What's going on in the celebrity world? I know we usually touch bases with a couple of things that are highlights. Right. Is so, there anything interesting? I, I listen to celebrity stuff. I like it. But Tina be up on it. She be. Well, I mean, it, some of it is amusing. And then some of it is like, it just mirrors real life. But we just get so wrapped up in celebrity news. Like, they're mm-hmm. not humans like us. You know, right. they have the same internal workings. They still, you know, have mm-hmm. to put on their clothes. And, you know, they still are navigating through life. Emotions, heartbreak, you know. Right. Whatever. So, it's just. It's I some, like a good highlight. Yeah. But some of the things, like, I know this week, uh, Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith has been talking a lot about her and Will's relationship and, you know, disclosed a lot of things that were going on behind the scene. So right. I will so, commend so her. So what's the highlights on that? Because I like Will and Jada. I don't even really, I try to stay out of married folk business. Mm-hmm. I commend Jada for staying quiet on some things. And now people are questioning why is she coming out telling things now? Because she says her and Will have been living separately oh since, have they mm-hmm. oh, since like 27 2016 2017 they've been living separately but they all their things are still you know joined together they they still i guess share finances and you know properties and different things like that she says divorce is not in their yeah, future they've always said that there will be no divorce yeah there will be no divorce um but you know you have to look at they've raised their children they've raised their children their children have things going for themselves whether in music or acting or whatever because i know the son acts and the daughter had a, a couple of hits that we love to bop to mm-hmm. um so i think that they're comfortable in their relationship I do feel like it kind of is selfish to stay in something if it's not working for you. But then it's like, is it not working for them? Because, hey, they, they got more money than me. So something they must know the key to something. Right. Well, I mean, the definition of not working to me would be um, when someone's life, you know, health or safety is in jeopardy. So maybe this is their version of working. Sometimes you got to take a break from that thing and move out and mm-hmm. get your own setup and have your time to think like, is this what I want? Could I do this? And then, you know, maybe for them, this just, you know, this is working. It works, yeah. I mean, and I think if you've been with somebody, because I think they've been together, you know, some 20-odd years. I mean, if you think about the ages of the children, they've at least been together probably 25 years. Yeah. So, I mean, if I had to leave my, like, if I got to the age where I couldn't care for myself Mm -hmm. or, you know, my life was changing or declining... I would want the person that knew me best mm-hmm. to still have a portion, you know, mm-hmm. have a portion and be there for me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I wouldn't want to divorce them. Now I don't have a wife. Now I don't have an emergency contact. I don't right. have nothing. And you know, this was a conversation. I was just having this conversation earlier this week with one of my good girlfriends because we were talking about dating with a purpose. And, you know, we were, and what you just said, like, 
an emergency contact, uh, uh, somebody that, you know, is aware that I'm on certain medicines or, you know, somebody that, you know, could speak for me or speak up uh, in case if I need, and, and that's what we're talking about. I'm like, you, when you're dating, you should be able to look over at that person and be like, you know, wow, we are doing it. Mm -hmm. Like no matter Mm -hmm. what, I know I have your best interest. Mm -hmm. You have my best interest. If something happened, I'm going to be right there. You know, when you get to a certain place with your person, y'all been together five years, 10 years, 15 years, you should be able to look over at that person and say, you know what? We are doing this thing, you know, and if, and if you are not in it to find that person, or if you're in something for five years, 10 years, 12 years, and that person doesn't even know if you take a medicine, like Mm -hmm. a blood pressure medicine, or they don't even know. They don't know your allergies. They don't know nothing. Right. What are we really doing? Mm Mm-hmm. You don't know nothing about me. You done been with me for five years. Like, are we building for... Because eventually what's going to happen is we're all going to get older. Older. Mm-hmm. You know. And I, I would want to have somebody, you know, so if something happened to me, you know, they're like, you know, I'm going to make sure you get to all your appointments, mm-hmm. you know. And vice versa. I would be that person for someone else you and know. i've seen it time and time again where you know you stand up there and you say vows and you say better words sickness and help i don't know because i ain't never been married, so i ain't never said it but um you know <laughs> sickness Man, and help um but for better or worse you know whatever whatever your vows are whatever make sure you when you say your vows it's something that you really actually want to stand in the paint for mm-hmm. but i've heard people say it and then one of the people have you know fell ill or a car accident or hurt on the job or whatever, and then they'll come back and say, well, he was just a financial burden, and he won't work in, and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. What You know, when you say those things, then you're pretty much saying whatever slack that comes our way, we're going to figure it out for us because mm-hmm. we're a unit. We're a unit, and his success is important to me. My success is important to him. You know, you're co- cohesively working together. Now, I know you saw this week that I shared a clip where she said, she said something about what, competition? Uh, Jada Pinkett? No, no, no. It oh, was, it, oh, another lady said that. Um, mm-hmm. She had an accent. Uh-huh. Yes, I did see and that. And she was talking about, you know, being in competition with your spouse. Your spouse, you shouldn't be in competition with your uh-huh. spouse. Like, your spouse's success should be just as important to to them as it is, is to you as it is to them. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So whatever that looks like for you, um, you should be willing to do it. You know, uh-huh. if you have somebody that, you know, runs a business, and, you know, she needs help with organizing or moving heavy things mm-hmm. or, you know, putting mannequins up or putting a desk mm-hmm. or table together. You should be that person. Mm-hmm. She shouldn't have to outsource it to somebody else because the I look at it like the more things that you have to bring an outside source into the relationship to take care of, that's less time away from y'all, you know, y'all being together. Mm-hmm. And that's, you, that's not a way that y'all can keep the finances in the house mm-hmm. because you're having to pay everything. So if it's something that you can do, then assist. But I do understand if it's something that you can't do, then be man or woman enough to say, I cannot do that. I don't have the know-how, the insight, whatever. Now let's find the best person at the right price that we can do it for. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of conversations that aren't had that leave people to do things to on their own. Mm-hmm. And then the other person is like, hmm, I would have never done it like that. Well, y'all didn't have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, they had an emergency, they came up with a solution, and they worked They they worked towards it. They went on and did it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I just have a different 
and I told you this, I, when I look at relationships and I look at being together, I just have a whole different, um, opinion on it. You know, like I really like ride for my person. I really ride for my person. And that has come back to bite me quite a few times, but it doesn't deter me from wanting to get back on, you know, the merry-go-round and do it again. You know, Mm -hmm. would it make me reluctant? Would it make me, you know, ponder a little bit longer? Maybe. Mm -hmm. But my person, if I feel like, hey, you know, the energy is matched, um, you know, my needs are being met, then that's what it is. Right. Yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, I think Mike Todd had a clip on Instagram. I think I want to say it was Mike Todd. Is that his name? The young black pastor. With like the box, with like the uh-huh. top. Mm-hmm. Yes. He has a beautiful wife. But anyway, you know, they're a beautiful couple. But nonetheless, he was saying, you know, God very rarely gives you a... Uh, God doesn't give you the finished product. Mm-mm. Like when you get a husband or a wife, there's things about that person um, that are the ideas you guys become one and then improve each other's life to some degree. And you enjoy the finished product together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you may find a man that is horrible at organization mm-hmm. and time management. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but he has all these other attributes. And then you, you know, you're like, uh, well, you know, and then you guys get together mm-hmm. and then you help him to improve, you know, by his, with his time management organization. And then now you see all these other things unlock in the, you know, the, the potential of a great relationship begins to unfold. And then you enjoy the, the finished product together. So, right. You know, right. I don't know. One day I would like to you know, get married. I mean, I'm, I used to say I wouldn't, you know, but maybe one day I would like to look over at my person and when we're 70 years old, rocking in chair, but like, we did it. Mm-hmm. We did it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it, but, it comes down to commitment. It comes down to commitment. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like I said, Jada did say on the interview, she was like, Will is getting old. I mean, I don't know what she meant by that. Cause she, <laughs> she, if he getting old, she getting she old. Is, I was looking at her the other day. She is slightly aging. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, gracefully so. Right. I mean, she's a beautiful woman, but you can start to see. She ain't that tight, that yeah. tight face, tight neck, you know. But um, she does look really, really good. I mean, she's morphing into... Her mother, you know, she looks like uh-huh. a lot like her mother. So I can see how now she's starting to, to transition and to look more like her mother. Mm-hmm. But she said, Will is getting older. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she reassured him that she'll be there for him. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's what, that's all he cares about. Like, hey, all this time that we've been together with, you know, movies, music, built kids. You helped me take care of my first son that, that wasn't yours. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And hey, you haven't squandered our, our, our life savings away. Like, I know what makes you work. You know what makes me work. I know my best interests are, are at heart and different things like that. So I think that's comfort in knowing. That's mm-hmm. co- So D- Will might date. He might see somebody. But I guess he know where home base is. And that's, that's hey, but some people don't even know that. Yeah, they don't even know that. They're you just know, out here. They just slide right past the home. <laughs> they stay out of bounds. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, 
this week's episode of Share Motivation Podcast. We thank you so much for joining us. We do hope this is something we say uplifts you, encourage you, and inspires you, and motivates you to look at things from a different perspective. Yes. And before you forget, minimize the screen. Go ahead, click the like, and share if you care. Follow us for each and every episode on Tuesday to uh, Share Motivation. Have a great week. See you next week. Bye.